שלום, to everybody, welcome, 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 פרשת תזריה, the portion called תזריה, תזריה מין קונסיב, from the word זרע, זרע מין the sperm, the seed, and the parasha, the Torah said, אישה כי תזריה, when a woman conceive, she will give birth to a boy, doesn't make sense, I mean, I mean, we have a baby girl here, I mean, not every time a woman conceive, she give birth to a boy, so of course there is a code there, if there is something we cannot understand logically, Got to be a code. We need to understand the code. So, I'm, I'm going to start step by step because yesterday with a group of uh, Hasidic guy who praying for all of us in uh, Noam Elimelech, they went to Rabbi Elimelech Munijens yesterday, which is on the border, not from Ukraine border. And I'm happy they went there as vital sponsor it and take care of it. And uh, they went there, to, you know, to pray and make sure that the border will be okay, hopefully. So, I'm using Noam Elimelech, Rabbi Elimelech Lujetsk. What does he say? Isha kitazriya, ze bniyat akli. Tell us Rabbi Elimelech a secret. Let's take the story out of it, and let's connect to the meaning of it. By the way, there is leftover from Purim, if you guys want, yeah? If we look into the meaning of it, meaning when you build a vessel, Isha, woman, meaning a vessel. Because the word for vessel is, is kli, and the woman is the kli of the man. Without a woman, like we said last week, there's no way to build anything. It's the kli. The Azlas is Zahar. So when it says, when a woman conceive, she give birth to a boy, meaning conceive means building the vessel, giving birth to a boy is fulfillment of the light. So now we have two forces going on here. It's always two forces, remember that. The empty and the filling. Sometimes you have to be empty. Sometimes you have to be fulfilled. So when people tell you, you see the half cup empty, the half cup full, you know that verse that always depressed me when people ask me that. Why are you asking me that? What do you think I'm looking at? The half cup full, half cup empty. What do you think bother you that I look at? The half cup empty or half cup full? You know, people ask me that usually they have already their opinion. They just want to see if you're on the same team. And, and I said, well, I, if you don't mind, I like to look at both sides, maybe three, three options here. So, three, two. So, well, when it's empty, I'm looking at what I need to fill. When it's full, I need to think where I'm sharing that with. You know, you cannot just think about Afghan full. Afghan full meaning you go, to, you die already. That's it. You, you fulfill your purpose in life. Empty is also not the greatest if you depress over it. But if it's motivated you to fill it up, then it's okay. It all depends on the point of view, what you want to look at. So now Melech is right to us a secret here. A person has to stay empty like a vessel, and then a fulfillment is coming. And when you are busy being fulfilled, no fulfillment is coming. When you are busy being empty, you're always becoming depressed. We need to understand that. I mean, if you always busy with, oh, thank God, my life is good, my life is good, my life is good. You know, some, some of those people on Instagram, eh, what they take is the fulfillment of their life. I'm on this beach, I go to this hotel, I went to that hotel, I went to that, I went, I went, I went, I went. But one thing they don't have, they don't have. They don't have real friends. They have everything in their life. Real friends they don't have. Why? Because the way they fulfill their vessel is with external thing. Friend is different level. When the Mishnah said, you should have yourself a friend, you should have a friend. Nothing is more important than having a friend. You know, you should have yourself a teacher and a friend. Those two ingredients is actually make it work. 
Why do you need a friend and a teacher? Teacher to teach you spirituality and a friend to support you that your teacher is okay. It's not just a friend. The friend, it cannot be, oh, I like to play billiard with them. That's not a friend. A friend has to support your, your belief system. So let's say you believe in a certain person and they said, oh my God, we believe in the same person uh, too. Let's study together. That's good friend. But a friend would just say, we like to eat shawarma together. We, love, we both love the same pizza. It's not considered a friend according to Mishnah. A friend is somebody who supports you to love your teacher more, to study from your teacher more. It's not a pizza friend. I'm sorry to disappoint you. You thought friend is everything. Yeah, fun, dancing with Zumba. La, 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 la. Yes, it's good. Keep it. Keep it. That's good. That's good. Maybe they are in your life, so you can convert them to believe more in your teacher or your teaching. It's okay. Don't, don't look at it in a bad way. You know? That's the half cup full of cup, empty, or whatever you want to look at it. But again, when a woman conceives, give birth to a boy, meaning give birth to a fulfillment. The lesson for us is you cannot really get fulfillment until you really realize where are you empty. If you're not seeing where you're empty, it's never going to work. You know, If you're not missing a gas in your car, you're not going to fill up a gas. If you don't think you're hungry, you're not going to look for food. You gotta be empty. The empty in Kabbalah, we don't have a lot of uh, uh, new people. Empty in Kabbalah called Katnut. Just to remember, put it in your mind, okay? Empty in Kabbalah, in secret way of Kabbalah, called Katnut, with K. Katnut, small, it means small. Katan means small. And the fulfillment called Gatlut. The feeling is Gatlut. Or if you want secret, more secret, the Katnut is with the name Elohim, Elohim, and the Gatlut, the feeling, is with the name Yudkevavki. That's your Gamatan. A little secret, I don't want to go too deep with you, but at least that you have an idea of vessel and light. Vessel and light. So, this Shabbat that's coming is called Shabbat HaChodesh. Shabbat of the months. What is being Shabbat of the months? Many people, you know, go to synagogue this Shabbat. will be a very important Shabbat. This is, this is it. This is before Passover. Every, every human being going to this Shabbat to synagogue just to pray, to beg to God for forgiveness and start like Rosh Hashanah. In a way, whatever happened this Friday night is very similar to Rosh Hashanah in Yom Kippur. You can cancel all your negativity and give birth to yourself for being, becoming a new person. Why? The month is called the month of spring. The month of spring in Hebrew called Aviv. A-V-I-V. Aviv, Aviv, spring means Aviv. Av, but Av also means father. Abba, like Abba, means father. Eve, meaning you'd bet, 12. So this is the father of the 12 months to come. So every day of Nisan, which starting Friday night, corresponding to everything that's going to happen to you the whole year. You behave good in 12 days, everything is perfect. You don't, I don't want to say nothing is perfect, but it can be an issue. It can be an issue. So how are you going to behave in the first 12 days? Define your whole year. And every day is corresponding to one of the months. So let's say Shabbat is corresponding for the whole month of Aries. Sunday will be corresponding for all the months of Taurus. Monday, all the months of Gemini. It's going and going. So how are you going to behave? You gotta watch it a little bit. Just watch it. How you behave, how you, mostly how you speak. Mostly is here. I mean the mind and the action too, but the words. Watch watch this area. It's, it's very important. So this Shabbat, most people traditionally go into synagogue to pray, to, to ask from God for money, for, for I don't know what else, health, and so on and so on. So the idea going back to what we say before, and what Rabbi Israel Kozdich say, it's another uh, Hasid, Kabbalist, it's like this. So, 
the sages are telling us that the ends of, the ends of meaning the endless fulfillment, is connect to your desire. And if the desire is damaged, you cannot receive what the Creator actually want to give you. Try to imagine that you have a, a vessel with a crack in it. And they're pouring into you a medicine that can cure all your problems. The medicine is pouring into the cup. The cup is broken. So you're not going to end up having everything. It, it's, you're going to end up with a problem. Not because you've been punished, because there's a crack in the vessel. What is the crack in the vessel according to our spiritual journey? Lack of desire. You have to remember that. Crack in the vessel meaning you're not wanting enough. Going back to what we said before. It's all about, in the end of the day, it's all about your desire. If your desire is not built and established well, expect things which are a blessing not to stay. They come, but they don't stay. Money is coming, but not staying. Health is coming, but not stay. Fun is coming, but not stay. It's not staying. The crack, the, the, it's, it's leaking. It's leaking. The way you say leaking in Hebrew, nozel. Similar to the word mazal. Okay? Why you call it mazal? Mazal means good luck. Because it's nozel, it's leaking from above. That's what mazal is. Somebody has mazal, there's been a lot of leaking of good luck coming from above. That's leaking. Mazal, nozel. You know, it's all coming. So, but when you already have it, you don't have, it's going to go all over. So let the creator give you what you want, but don't forget your desire. How do you do that? How do you keep your desire when you already have something? It's very difficult. Can you want something you already have? You have this flower. Can you want the flower again? It's there. What do you want to do? Or people who marry more than five years or more than ten years. It's very difficult to, to desire each other again. Or people who were more. Some people who were married 20 years. I met a lady today who married 35 years. 35 years. Wow. 35 years. Unbelievable lady. Genius. 35 years, you know. And she said, you know, I respect people who marry more than 15. I already give them respect. This is already respectful arena to be. That's what she say. She's an amazing lady. Okay, lawyer. And she said, whoever marry more than 15, you always have to respect. Because that's been both sides working. Working on something. It, it cannot work without that. And the idea is, what I'm trying to tell you is, in whatever that you do, whatever is marriage, or business, or health, or whatever it is, how do you desire what you already have? You have a good business. You make good money. How do you desire it again? Yeah. You have a jacket that you enjoy. You so it's come back to something very simple. It will sound very simple to you, but it's very important. It's called appreciation and gratitude. But it's not a regular appreciation with words. I know we're all in America. In America, you have to be polite. And manners replace spirituality. In America, manners is instead of spirituality. You, you need to remember that. Actually, in Persian, in Persian culture, too. And then, where's my money? Yeah. It takes time for them to get to the point of, you owe me money. How's your uncle? How's your father? How's your mother? Because I want to stand next to a person. I ask him to translate what's going on here. Tell me, they, they're saying hello. Soon it's going to start. Three minutes. How are you? Oh, that was a very nice story you opened there. Then three minutes. What happened? You owe money from So Okay, why don't you get to the point? He said, no, no, you cannot do it. Three minutes, you have to be polite. So polite is not spiritual. You know? Appreciation is not with words. Appreciation is a a force, a strong force inside of you that keep appreciating, not just with words. You are appreciating. You have gratitude. Like, wow, how do you develop that gratitude? You have to go back to 
the vessel. To ishak it as ria. How do you go back to the vessel? You empty it. You have to look at your life without it. Empty yourself from the jacket, from the business, from the wife, from the husband. How are you doing? And now when you have it again, you, I can't believe I have it again. That's what you got to do every time. What do I have now in my life? Because most people are busy with what? It's called broken vessel in Kabbalah. Broken vessel meaning you want what you don't have. All day long, what I don't have, what I don't have, what I don't have. Nobody's busy fixing the vessel. Everybody's busy filling the broken vessel with more stuff. But it's going to leak. It's leaking. Stop collecting. Instead of it, appreciate what you already have. It doesn't have to be a lot, guys. It can be a shoes. Start with the shoes, pair of shoes that walk in. Okay, stop. One minute. What does it take? One minute. Look at your shoes say, thank you for carrying me. I know it sounds a little bit off to you, but I'm telling you, those are the steps. You drive your car, stop aside. Before you, you know, you park and you leave the car alone in the parking lot. Let's say the car will be with the soul. <laughs> How is the car being treated? Okay, you drove me two hours, I don't care about you. No. You know, that's the car. Say, thank you for driving me. Thank you for the tire to work. Thank you for the engine, everything. Thank you so much. And then you go with everything, become alive. So don't make it manners. Because you can tell with the person being kind and manners-wise, or the person being totally spiritual. And that's, that's what Rabbi Israel, because this is teaching us, if your desire is damaged or crack, then whatever the creator want to give you, it, it, it's going to be there for a very short time. And for that reason, when we're coming to the month of Aviv, which is the month of uh, spring, that's a very important thing. So this parasha, when we're reading it, is to prepare us for what's coming in Passover and to tell you that everything is in the mind. The mind. Why? Because there is four Rosh Hashanah. Four Rosh Hashanah. One of the Rosh Hashanah that there is, is on the first day of the month of spring. It's called the Rosh Hashanah of the kings and queen. That's what they call it. Rosh Hashanah, the kings and queen. So what happened on Shabbat is Rosh Hashanah for kings and queen. What's making kings and queen? A crown. They are like every human, human being. How do you know in the war if that's the king or not? He has a crown. Crown, oh, that's the king. But you take the crown off, I don't know if it's a king. So what's making a difference? The head. What is it telling you? Kabbalistically, work on your mind. How you appreciate with your mind. How much you desire with your mind. What do I want with my mind? If you don't work with your mind and you work just with words and action, eventually it will be fake. You like it or not. Eventually, it will be fake. You know? I would like to tell you a story now. Yeah. I kept this story. I said, I don't have to tell it, but tonight uh, I like it, the atmosphere. Raining outside. Maybe I put the water. You know, it's nice. Yeah. So that's a very important story for me, and I hope it will be a very important story for you. I try to choose a story that happened in Ukraine so it, we can give energy to the place. That's what I'm doing every week. So there is a rabbi by the name of Rabbi Israel. Let me say it right. Vladinker. Ukrainian. He was the best student of the rabbi, same Rabbi Mordechai of Chernobyl. You know, you heard of Chernobyl. So one of the greatest cabalists of all time used to live in that town. Okay? His name is Rabbi Mordechai of Chernobyl. Remember Rabbi Mordechai of Chernobyl? You can read about him. Okay. So it was in a city next to it that's called Vlidnik. It's in Ukraine too. So we want to put energy into those places. And that story took place 150 years ago. Okay? 150 years ago. So the story goes like this, that we're living in a time that many couples get divorced. 
you know, everybody is not sure if they married the right guy, the, the good guy, uh, the good girl, she's not beautiful enough, he's not rich enough. There's all kind of uh, reasoning, you know, good reasoning. Or and uh, I, don't, I mean, some of you are, are in age, make it different because you can look back to your grandfather, grandmother. I can tell you, I mean, most people in my time, like great grandfather, grandmother, you don't think they ever going to get divorced. It don't exist in the system. It's like you don't hear about it. I never heard about it, I'm to be honest. And it was like, when they get married, they get married for one millionaire. Literally one millionaire. They meant to be one millionaire. It doesn't matter how bad it become, they stay. One thing they make a decision, they stay. It's a weird thing. And that's what the story has been told by Rabbi Karli Bachir. So he said, he said, in his time it was like this. He said, he said, two millionaires. You know there will be two millionaires together, never separate. But what happened with this Rabbi Israel Vlenger? One day he hear that one of the wife of his Hasidim, he has one of his students, you know, the Rabbi, is the Rabbi himself. And uh, she left her husband. She went back to live with her parents. That never happened in that neighborhood that a woman lived with her husband. All the neighbors heard about it. And of course the Rabbi heard about it. And uh, after a few days, Rabbi Israel, the student of Rabbi Mordechai, she normally called the woman and said, I would like to talk to you, please. I want to know what's going on. And uh, you need to know, your husband, he tell her first, is a tzaddik. He's a rabbi, he's a tzaddik, he's talmid chacham, he teach amazing, and he's sitting every day in the bed with us crying, and he knows that he did something wrong, he doesn't know what it is, and he's crying to God, reading the book of Psalm, say, God, please reveal to me what I can change. That's all what he's saying. He doesn't blame you a bit. He tell her that's what he has to do. He's his teacher. <clears throat> and he prayed to Hashem, why she left me if I love her unconditional? So now, I'm looking into your eyes, the rabbi, the old rabbi said, what happened? What happened? I want you to know. It's a bit emotional, so I'm getting there. So the wife answered, even I tell the story a thousand times, said, Rebbe, teacher, I didn't leave my husband because I don't love him. God forbid that I will leave him for that. Khalila. And you have to talk with all the I love him with all the bun of my heart. I love him 100%. So he says, how I look? Okay, I mean, can you? So I left him because we don't have kids. And then she started crying. And she say, she said to the rabbi, we don't have children, Abby. We don't have children. I cannot take any more, the house is empty. And every day is like destruction of the temple in our house. There's no laughing of kids. There's no crying of kids. There's no fighting of kids. There's nothing. So, if you want me to go back to see my husband, again, I need a blessing from you for children. You bless me, I'm, I'm out, I'm going back. She was very wise because she say, and if you bless me with kids, I want you to bless me that my kids will not be just regular kids. I want the kids to be like you, Rabbi. I want to be righteous like you. The Rabbi said, wow, she's strong, smart, and she, she knows she know what she's talking about. Like, she get to the point. So you look at her. He was very tough, Rabbi, by the way. So you don't talk to him like this. So that's what the answer, one of my favorite answers. So, okay, it seemed like we're about to get a deal, but... If you promise to be like my mom, 
then I will promise you, you will have kids like me. That's what he answered. And then it was quiet in the room. She's quiet, crying, and he's quiet and he has tears on his face. And I said, she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to take it. He said, you seem confused. I need to tell you about my mom. Then you understand who my mom is. And uh, first story, he tell her. He said to her, his father died when he was very young. thought that was very young. His mom took care of him and his brother, his young brother. His mother was so sick that she could not get off bed to go to work. And she called him. She said, Sulik, Israel, that's his name. Bring me the sidur because I need to pray to God that make me healthy. I can't be sick. I can't. I have to sustain you. You need food. You need, you know, we don't talk about like these days. And in 50 years in Ukraine, you know, you need food. I brought the sidur, he said. She held the sidur and the rent started shaking. She didn't even open it. She said, master of the world, father in heaven, look at me. Look at me. My father, look at me. Look at me how bad I am. I am really sick, she tell him. I'm really sick. I cannot even pray to you. I'm embarrassed. But you know that in heaven, you know what's going on. I have two young kids. I have to be healthy. You better make me healthy. Because if I will not be healthy, who's going to take care of my kids, God? Please, God, for my kids, give me power. Said to the rabbi, look at my mother, she jumped from the bed right after she finished praying, walked to work like nothing happened. Her power came back. That's first story about my mom. Second story I would like to tell you about my mom, he said. So try to imagine my mom pray when she light candle of Shabbat. We know when a woman light candle of Shabbat, she can ask for anything she wants. And the gate is open. Pray, a man need to pray the old Shabbat to get one second of what a woman can do in front of a candle. Anything she asks. Anything. And if a woman put herself into it with all her passion and really believe in it, she can pull down everything. Say, my mother used to pray when she light the candle of Shabbat. Oh, and I used to look at her as a kid. I see like the, the holy priest in Bet Amigdash, the temple in Yom Kippur praying. One Erev Shabbat, one Friday night, she cried a little bit too much. She was very emotional. She started crying. She crying so bad. And the tears from her face fell on the candle. When she opened her eyes, you know, because the woman covered her eyes and prayed, cried. And the tears washed the candle, and that's it, no candle. And the house is dark. And I don't know if in those days, that was the light of the house. My mother, he said, look at heaven. She said, Master of the world, please. I cannot be exist without Shabbos candle. I cannot be exist without candle of Shabbat. Please, can you please, God, yourself, light the candle for me, please? She asked God to light the candle for her. He said, I swear to you, I swear to you, I was there as a kid. I saw a hand coming from heaven and lighting the candle again. That's what he told the, the woman. So he said to them, listen to me, all of you, mother and girls, you know how many candles there is in our generation. You need, when you, when you light the candle of Shabbat, you have to ask for one thing, that the hand of God will come and light it with you. Don't light your own candle. Just bring a force from above to light the candle. What is this story has to do with what I spoke before? Desire. 
The rabbi was teaching this woman a desire. How much desire you have for babies? How much desire you have for babies? How much desire you have for money? How much desire you have to be healthy? How much desire you have for anything? What is the desire that you have? How does it look like? Because when a woman conceived desire, give birth to a boy, fulfillment. If you feel you're lacking something in your life, don't be busy with the fulfillment, please. Leave it for God. Be busy with the desire, and then God will fill it up. But if you're busy with God filling it up or not, everybody is like, the same Rabbi, Rabbi Karli went to an event that everybody's talking about that the oxygen is not enough in LA, the oxygen is not good in Toronto, we have to fix the world, and they, let, they bring him as a singer. He was a very famous singer, Rabbi Karli, I'm sure you heard all his music. Amazing. He was the most famous Jewish singer of all time, by the way. He wrote 55% of the singing, you hear the Jewish music, he wrote the music and the, everything. And he went to that event with global warming and all this and that. It was in Canada, I think, at the start. And he saw, it's funny what he saw on stage, he say like this. So everybody talk about how to make the universe a better place to be, more oxygen, less problem. He said, but there is a different kind of dirt that exists here. It's us. I say you cursing everybody who bring garbage to the world, everybody who put plastic in the ocean, everybody who, uh, any type of problem that add to the physical universe, the way you approach it is with anger. I think that's what he say. By the way, he created a big problem there. He said, what I think need to clean is the anger among us. That's need to clean, not just, don't worry. I mean, God will fix. He said, God will fix everything. But if us angry with each other, why would you expect God to fix anything? That's what he said in that event, which was very brave, by the way. And just to remember, if we want to start a change, like a real change, it's starting Friday night. Friday night. Friday night, is you, start, you have to write down exactly what type of person you want to be. But write it down to the details. Why? Because the desire of the quality of your life appear on Passover. The preparation for that appear this Friday night. So Friday night is the seed, the manifestation, the fruit is on Passover. So every day you have to work out. For example, 12 days, right? 12 days corresponding to the 12 uh, uh, months of the year. What is the 13 days? What is the 13 days? Checking of the chametz. We check in to see if there is a dirt in our life. You know, it's not about the bread. We check in to see what's wrong. What do you do in the 14? You're burning it. What do you do in the 15? You're Passover. So you see, every day is corresponding eventually to get you to Passover. What is Passover? Rebuilding your desire. Don't Passover is building the mind, how the mind will receive the desire, how the mind will receive fulfillment. Rosh Hashanah, Til Sukkot, we're building the vessel. Passover, we're building the fulfillment. Shavuot, we combine two of them. Remember, those three holidays are very important. From Rosh Hashanah till uh, uh, Sukkot, it's left column, building of the vessel. Passover, right column, building of the light. Shavuot, unite two of them together. That's why it's called the wedding. Shavuot called the wedding. That's why we stay awake all night. And then in the morning, we have the most important prayer of the year. What is the most important prayer of the year? When the union between light and vessel. This is very, very important to remember that. So, how is that connect, the desire, 
hows that connect we close the whole circle hows that connect to the idea of Passover what is the connection to Rosh Chodesh what is the connection to this Shabbat what is the connection to this Parsha as I say vessel and light to build vessel and light you need to start with the mind with the head we know that you have the light and the vessel the light in this sense we're going to call it ZA or the Eranpin you know a little bit from Kabbalah, Zeranpin. And Zeranpin, meaning the channel, the pipes. That pipe, the channel from above, till below. What happened to that pipe? If that pipe is cracked, or if that pipe is too small, or if that pipe has some damage, meaning something stuck in it, it's like a straw. You take a straw, you drink some cold cranberry juice. What happened? If there is problem in the, it's, it's not going to come. How strong you want it? Very much. How strong the juice want to come to your mouth? Very much. So why it doesn't work in between? Why there is blockage in between? Desire that was wrong or desire that was not established well. All kind of issues that was happening. We need to get into a place where we're fixing that pipe. It's very simple. How do you fix that pipe? You go to the head of the pipe. You go to the brain. You go to the computer. It starts step by step by step by step. You go to the computer. It's a little warm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. You see, that's, that's it's a very important uh, thing. You have a question on that? You have a question on that? Because it's kind of, I make it more profound for you. So so it will be, is it is it clear? Yeah, appreciate, keep the same vessel, but it's not enough. Because you also have to, because you, the, the cup is the same cup. Now, on the way, what Passover does, what this time does, is the pipe that deliver. Rosh Hashanah, you fix the vessel. You fix the vessel. That's what you do. But the pipe that delivered to the light, that's Passover. Different story. That's a lot of work. That's what Passover is called Hasidim meaning mercy, and Rosh Hashanah, Gvura, it's, it's harsh. That's why it's a different enemy, a different problem here. That's Rosh Hashanah, you're more serious. You're scared, apple with honey, everybody's celebrating, but if you know Kabbalah, you wouldn't celebrate Rosh Hashanah. You actually, the file been open, mm-hmm. we got a problem, you understand? So that's how you know. But Passover, no, you don't have to worry about any problem, no. Passover is the best time of your life. Just God say, listen, the door is open to the treasure, Fix your pipe and take whatever you want. Your pipe is not fixed. You're losing. I'm not losing. You're losing. On Rosh Hashanah, fix your vessel. Fix your vessel. Meaning you don't fix your vessel, it's not going to be a great year. That's how you need to know. So where do you start? With the mind. What's in the mind? So the mind is built from a system. Like the body built from a system. The mind. You have the forehead, what we call keter. We have the eyes, what we call chokhmah. We have the ears, what we call bina. We have the nose, what we call malchut, zeranpin, uh, and we have the mouth, that's called malchut. In the mouth, you have five area, right? You have the gum, you have the teeth, you have the tongue, you have the, the, the what you call it, the roof of the mouth, you have the garon, the throat, okay? The sound comes from those five area. I'm not going to go into all the details. There's a lot of details in that. But just remember that the mouth is the malchut. What did I tell you? What is the desire, the true essence of desire? Malchut. So you always have to look for what is the desire within the face. What is the desire within the face? 
mouth. What is the highest consciousness within the face? Mind, forehead. So why don't we focus just on the mind? Because the mind has to be manifest through something. How is it manifest? Only here. That's it. That's it. Pe. It's called pe. Pe. Pe is 85. The same like mila. Mila means words. Or mila being brit mila also. Mila meaning the words coming out, you no longer have control over that. No control. It's out of your body. Like the sperm. Brit mila. Out. That's it. It's over. So the mouth is the most important part of your face because it manifests everything. So how you speak is an issue. What do you call the holiday? Pesach. Pe, pe, sach. Sach meaning talking. You understand? Even the holiday is telling you, it's telling you, hey, listen, you have two weeks coming. Just zip it. Many companies, by the way, by Friday don't talk. They will not talk. Actually, they don't talk some of them for two weeks. Nothing. They avoid the wife, I'm sorry to say it, or the husband. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm not joking. They're, they're hiding. They're, they're so scared. They're hiding. They're, until Passover, no, after Passover, they talk. They don't talk. They're afraid to talk because they're afraid something will go wrong. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's important because that's your vessel of the mind. Remember, the body is divided. Here you see a circle. So those of you who study with me, deep Kabbalah, circular vessel, linear vessel. The body is linear vessel, where the mind is circular vessel, no beginning, no end. Linear vessel, beginning and end. So that's different. Tzimtzum, no tzimtzum. So there is no tzimtzum, no contraction ever over the mind. But the way you can do mistake with the mind is with your lips. So again, Isha, Kita, Zria. I'm going back always to the verse. When a woman conceives, she will have a boy. Woman conceive, Malchut, mouth, vessel. Zachar, mind. And then it's going back, everything, light and vessel. But the Zohar said, how do you know what the person is about? The way they speak. The Zohar, I trust the Zohar. The Zohar said the way they speak. Talk to people, you will know everything what they're thinking about. You don't have to worry about nothing. Listen, you just have to be a great listener. Some people are terrible listeners. Some people are great listeners. The one who's a good listener, okay? Usually lawyer, usually divorce lawyer, actually, they're the best listener. The best, by the way. I'm sorry, I'm not saying you're not, but... There is divorce lawyers are excellent in listening. I've been with them. I saw how they listen. Oh my God! They take note. Nobody else. No, they know. They listen. They listen to every word. They know what's going on. In five minutes, they know what the case. They know what's happening. But they listen. They ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. How long? When does it start? What happened? Da, 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 da. How much money he has? Where does he do for a living? Da, da, da. Does his father have money? Is his father? They know it. Okay, I got the thing. I don't think I want to represent you. <laughs> you can buy. You know, it's a weird, it's a tough job. I think divorce lawyers is the toughest job in the world. I, I, I can't. It's a tough job. You, somebody is not going to be happy. One person is not going to be happier. And it's not good. You have a bad name. Eventually, you have a bad name. I remember I had in Florida a divorce lawyer. She's one of the most successful divorce lawyers in Florida. Her and her husband. And... Uh, her husband starts feeling uncomfortable because, you know, you go to party, people start pointing a finger. The one who wants you, love you, because they need you to get them out of uh, problem. And the one who been present, you know, like you were against them, he, he was not happy. So he start to study backgammon and uh, poker. And until today, he's a professional poker player in Begamon. He's one of the, he's actually the champion of the United States in, in, in Begamon. Yeah, you should look him up. You will find him. And his wife, 
she quit and she become a guru. And they, they, they have still their practice, actually. They're just not there. They have the practice of like under the lawyer. They're just not there. They don't want to be there. They, they can't have the life. The stress was way too much. So why, why the mouse? I mean, let's understand the mouse. If you look at the old this week parasha and next week parasha, they talk about metzora. Metzora means leprosy. Leprosy, if you take the word leprosy, metzora, it stands for in Hebrew, motzi shem ra. Somebody who, who bring out the bad name of people. Metzora, motzi shem ra. If I have a board, I will write it down for you. Motzi shem ra is the same like metzora. So the leprosy, not the leprosy of today, skin disease, that's not considered leprosy. We're not holy enough that leprosy will appear on our body when we do a sin. In the old days, when a person commit a crime, right away the skin go, go bad. People think, people come to me and say, I think I, I, I speak too much bad because I have that skin problem. I say, no, no, no. It's only happened for holy people. You know, we are, we are not even, I don't know how to explain it. We are so damaged, we cannot even get punished for that wrong thing that, that we're doing. I don't know if you, it makes even sense to you like how bad it is. So the, the, the Zohar of this week, Parasha, talk a lot about Metzorah. And the Zohar, why is the Zohar talk about it right now, before Passover? You gotta be careful. Just watch your mouth. Are you talking to people? Are you talking about people? I don't wanna know. I don't wanna hear negativity. Leave me alone. Come to me after Pesach. We can have a chat. We talk about that guy. You will see nobody even showing up. Everybody wanna talk to you bad as Friday coming. Remember this Friday. Friday coming. Oh, you're gonna have phone call, text. Oh, you heard what happened? I'm sorry, I'm busy, I'm busy. The Zohar said, to hear Lashonara is worse than saying it. Why? Because when you hear it, you make it right for the other person to tell it. So for that reason, don't have ears. So the Zohar said, what is it like to hear Lashonara? What is it like to hear evil tongue? It's like you take a sword and put it in your stomach. And the Zohar said, it actually would be better if you do that than listening to it. Now, we need to know why, right? And for, to know why, we have to go to the Zohar. And the Zohar in Tazriah, this week, Parsha, uh, in verse P.A., P.A., 85. The Torah is announcing, Netzor meaning like, Netzra, uh, I would say Netzra, lock. Lock your tongue from speaking bad. But Netzor is, a, is a, you know, you ever shoot the granite? You know, the granite have... The thing inside, pin. yeah, the pin. What do you call the thing when you put it, the, the verb? It's safety so, pin. huh? Safety pin. Safety pin, yeah, but what do you call it in English when you want to keep it locked? When you want something to stay locked? What would you say it in English? You want to keep it locked. Safe, maybe you want to keep it safety. Safety, safety. safety. Okay. So, it's say keep your mouth like there is a safety, like there is a pin. Don't open it. And the Torah also say, Shomer piv vleshono, Shomer person who keeps his mouth and tongue is like he keeps himself from death. The Torah teaches you that. This is it. Why? Because, look what he said. If he zips and his tongue speaking bad, those words that he speak going up. They're not staying here. When they go up, there is an answer. You think it's here it's big? There it's way bigger. Just to let you know. There it's Bina. Bina is huge. So there, there is an announcer. Hello, we have a word coming up. Every word that you say going up, by the way. Every word. And when they're going up, 
They see the words, they can see the color, they can see the smell. It's a, go away from this word. This word is uh, contagious, it's, it's full of poison. Go away from that guy who just spoke bad about his friend. And, and allow the snake to take it. So the snake come and take it. Because who was the first one to speak bad? The snake. When he went to Eve, he spoke bad. That's why evil tongue is wrong. Not because evil tongue is wrong. Because the first creature to do it was snake. Then that person, God forbid, then the soul of that person is quiet for a while because they take away the energy away from them. And then it becomes like mute. The idea disappears, everything disappears from that person. And then when you go to sleep at that night, the soul go up to, every time you go to sleep, the soul go up. They know who spoke, they know it was that guy. So they know it was, let's say, Jay. So Jay now going up, they say, I'm sorry, we cannot let you in. Still. And that's why it says, keep your mouth and tongue, you keep yourself away from problem. Meaning, the one soul that used to speak now has to be mute because you speak bad and you, in a way, make love to the snake. And where is the negative tongue, where is the negative talk go to? He's asked the Zohar. He says, it's going all the way to the snake and unfortunately the snake becomes his god, his king. The snake becomes what he's praying for. Even if he's praying perfect and everything okay, but now you change you change master. You choose a different master. The master God tell you, don't speak bad. I'm asking you one thing, don't speak bad. The snake said, my style is only to speak bad. That's how you win everything. everything. You know, we were on Shabbat, we were talking, and my son was about to share something, God bless his soul. And he held himself, I was. I didn't want to compliment him, it's Leo's, I didn't want him to, you know. And he was about to say something, except he looked at him. No, 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 that's Lashon I cannot share this story. So it's in the Mishnah, a bolem piv, a person who bolem piv, you know what bolem? Meaning, you know, I don't know if you ever drove a truck. When truck has to stop downhill, they use all kind of brakes. It's not just a regular brake that you know, you have uh, air brake, you have other things. There's like three types of brake to stop the truck down. That's called bolem. Bolem meaning you stop yourself totally with your tongue. God say, now it's my job to block any problem that you might have in your life. He said, you block your mouth? Human being to block the mouth, that's the goal. I think the only culture that actually don't speak Lashonara is Japanese, I think. They don't talk. <laughs> I never saw Japanese talk, actually. <laughs> I mean, is it Lashonara saying it now? Is it Lashonara, I think? I just did it. I just did it. It's funny. You see, you fell into it. You can't talk. Forget Japan. You do good, Japan. Anyway, so... So that's what happened. What happens if you speak good about people? What happens to that? He say, look at that. The Zohar doesn't leave anything with your, with your malchut. Everything malchut. He say, if you have a chance to speak good about people and you didn't do it, you have a chance to speak good about people and you didn't do it, so, same thing as to speak bad about people, same thing if you could talk good about them and you did it. 
But why you don't talk good about them? Because you spoke enough Lashonara, you have no energy left to talk good. So you want to fix it? Speak good. Choose somebody to speak good. Extremely, like more and more and more and more and more. You know? Don't be afraid to speak good. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to speak good. I have, some of you know me. I go to different synagogues. I take the rabbi and say, you're the best. You're the best speaker I've ever heard. Nobody is better than you. You are the one who's going to change the world. So we know the rabbi for 10 years. Why, why you? I said, why not? Why not to speak good? Why not? He's good. He's this, he's that. Give me more. Lama, what, 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 what? What happened? Big deal? Ego? Damn. So when Rabbi Chiyan, Rabbi Yossi heard this section, they kiss and hug, and they said, we cannot believe that so much information and knowledge we just revealed there. And what happened in the old days? When there is leprosy, where do you go to? The priest, the high priest. Why? Because what is a high priest? What is the DNA of the high priest? Love. Love, true love, not love with words and you know, manners. I love you, I miss you. Oh my God, I love you, I miss you. <laughs> not too much. Words, we don't need words. Action. The priest, love. Priest, not allowed to be a high priest if he's not loving. You need to know. Kohen Gadol, it's called Kohen Gadol. We say priest, it doesn't sound right. Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol, when he go to Yom Kippur to pray for all the people in the world, if in a second he judge somebody, he has to go out. He has to say, I'm sorry, I'm not a fit. Somebody has to replace him immediately. In the second temple, they had about, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to say the wrong number, but close to 100 of Kohanim die. Because every one of them thought is the right one for the job. And the Kohen Gadol, when he walked to bless the people, they were judging. You can judge. You have to love every human being if you want to be Kohen Gadol. We're not Kohen Gadol, so don't worry if you judge here and there. Just don't speak bad about them. That's it. So that's one thing that I want to share with you as the idea of understanding of the malchut and understanding of building the vessel. Now there is another thing. We have time, I mean. Uh, <laughs> we have time. What's the page? Rish Lamedalet. Rish Lamedalet. Okay, good. Yeah. So, this Fatimet, it's another rabbi on, in Poland. So, say, if we talk about leprosy, he, he's talking about the physical leprosy. He said, where does it come from? He said, when your blood is not clean, you're going to have an issue with the skin. That's according to him. And why is the blood not clean? Because you're eating the wrong food. That's what he said. And what is the connection to our spiritual lecture? Now, when do we start talking nutrition here? So, and he said, if it's only from the food, why the law of somebody with leprosy has to be alone? It's not allowed to be in the camp with everybody else.
ה-idea said in שפת אמת, אמנם התיקון הובא לכל מידת חסד ואהבה, ורעב שאינו מדבר באיסורי אהבה הכנ"ל, כל זה התיקון שיכיר אדם טובה, תקדוש ברוך הוא במה שבסרו, יותר שאינו באהבה, אם כל זה יאהב ממש. It's a tough one. Why you have to go to the Kohen, גדול, and why you have to be alone? When you are alone, you're supposed to look inside and find out the blessing in what you're going through. It's a tough one, guys. So when a person suffers money-wise, health-wise, God forbid more than that, you have to find the blessing within the curse. Why? The Zohar said there is two levels of love, one called Tivu, one called Dina Kashia. Tivu, you love God because it's great. You have great life. You have life. You know, you're in Malibu, you have a fancy house, you have a friend who loves you, you have a friend that you love, you're traveling the world, Your health is good, your children, everything is perfect. So, you know, I love God, of course I love God. But then comes the second level of love. It's called Dina Kasha. When nothing works. Literally nothing works. You go for a simple meeting, eh, nobody's showing up. Nothing, nothing works. You don't have one flat tire, you have two. Make sure that nothing works. And continue. Everything that can go wrong, go wrong in your life. How can you find the blessing in it? So you say when you find the blessing within the, that type of love, that type of love, you're alone, you have the leprosy. And then you go into Kohen Gadol. You go into Kohen Gadol, we said before, is only love. What's the purpose of that? To wake up the love within you, that you can love the Creator even you're going through that. To wake up the love within you. Even you know it's kind of a punishment for God for something you did wrong, He's still loving the Creator. Because if you don't, if you don't love the Creator, when you're going through that, then you disconnect. It's over. If you, in a second, disconnect yourself from the Creator, you're not going to feel it. You actually feel good. When you disconnect from God, it feels great. It feels the best. You are your own boss. I mean, what does it mean to love God? To cancel your identity, in a way. You lose your identity. Are you ready to lose your identity? If you have ego, how can you love God? Ego means that you don't have room for the Creator. The Talmud said that ego person is the one person that God cannot be with. That's what the Talmud writes. The Talmud said the killer, well, God is with him still. A thief, God is there with him too. Even a thief pray that he will not be caught. To teach you, God is there too. Ego doesn't pray. There is a story about uh, a rabbi, very famous rabbi, that uh, went to a town. And everybody wanted the rabbi to stay in their house. So it was two wealthy people that their house looked better than the others. So it was where to go. They said, we have to choose rabbi. I mean, we cannot choose for you. So, well, tell me about the people. So, well, the first guy, the rich guy, is a scholar in the Torah, Kabbalah. The, the guy is like, Unbelievable to talk to. It's fun to be in his house. The food is great. And uh, just very, very nice. Um, he has a bit ego, they say. But he has the right to have ego. I mean, everything he touches, success, money, his Torah guy, is everything. So what about the other guy? So the other guy, we were doubting if to take you there. The house is much bigger, but... The guy is not a scholar like the other one. He says study, but he doesn't know half words here and there. 
Fuck is okay, you know. And uh, he said, I go with the second guy. I said, Rabbi, uh, why? He said, the Talmud say like this, and it's true, it's written in the Talmud. He say that God said about human beings, he said like this, Me and a person with ego cannot be in the same apartment. God said, it's the only human being that God said, I cannot be in the same room with him. God never said about a killer, a thief, of anybody, any crime, but somebody who have ego, you know what? I'm, I'm going to let them be and go. I think it's a beautiful lesson for, for me, for us, that a lot of time when life goes good for us, we start, you know, feeling special. That's the moment God's staying outside. When you feel humble, that's when God is there. But when you feel humble, you don't feel God because there is no ego. So to feel God, meaning is outside. Not to feel God, it's inside. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying here. It's, it's, it's a real thing. So going back to desire. So what is the desire that we need to build? I mean, what is the desire? Being humble, meaning you have endless desire. Having ego, you have a small desire. Ego is a small desire. Ego is a small desire. Remember, ego is a small desire. Most people think ego is a big desire, uh, big ego. What is big ego? Big ego means you have a small vessel. Big ego is uh, nothing. It's emptiness. That's what you got. What is ego? Oh, I'm so special. You're so special. You're fulfilled. I cannot add anything to you. Oh, I'm the smartest. Can I teach you? No, I'm smartest. <laughs> God. You know? A chess player always looking for people better than him. Why is a chess player looking for a better player? Chess player, if you tell him I have somebody who's easy to win. Uh, please. Get me the person who's going to finish me. Why? Because they learn from everyone. They're humble. Chess is a very humiliated game. It make you like nothing. Because you, you, it's not, no mazal. There's no good luck there. You know the game or you don't. So you play against somebody who's good, you're happy. Because when they win you, you learn new tricks. That's no ego. But you have ego. It's more pride. When you have that pride, mm. You cannot teach me how to cook. You cannot teach me how to walk. You cannot teach me how to dress. You cannot teach me how to talk to people. It's gone. It's over. There's nothing to, to, to do. What do you want me to do with you? So God said, you know what? <laughs> Please, call me when you're ready to look. There's no room. The vessel is fulfilled. When the vessel is fulfilled, God is out. Ah. Ah. What about the thief? Stole money from people? Broke in? Bad guy. No ego. No ego. You know, there is a rabbi, Rav Zusha, and he said, there's a few things I learned from thief. He said, from thief. So what I love about them, first, they do the work at night. He meant spiritual work you're supposed to do after midnight. <laughs> Second thing I like about them, that's what he said, Rav Zusha. So he said, Rav Zusha, he said, when they try one time and it doesn't work, they go again. Spiritually. <laughs> Rav Zusha continued, there's a list. I don't remember all of that. Then he said, the third thing, which is my favorite, if they caught him, they beat him up. But he doesn't give up. Three days after, he try again. You know? <laughs> so Rav Zusha write about it. And then he said, I learned from baby and thief are my teacher. He used to say, babies and thief are my spiritual teacher. He said, baby, what I love about babies, they cry until they get what they want. When they get what they want, they laugh. What happened to the tears? Gone. Like nothing happened. Gone. So he said, why when we don't have something, we cry. And when we have it, we still cry. How come you wait that long to give it to me? You already got it. Be happy with what you have. You know? It's like a husband asks for his wife to make him tea. It's 20 minutes. Oh, honey, I didn't have time. Here's the tea. 20 minutes I'm waiting for that tea. 20 minutes. But you got a tea. A baby. 
I got the tea, I'm done. This is it. That's why it's end. And that's what Ramzusha say about desire. Ramzusha teach us about this. How strong is your desire to achieve what you want, guys? How strong it is? Is the ego going to bother you in the way? If it is, then uh, you're going to be who you are. You're never going to be a thing in Passover. Passover is coming. Rosh Chodesh is coming this Friday. You know, hopefully we celebrate this Friday. Maybe we have a dinner or something like this. And you got to be prepared. you got to be, I mean, I mean, I want to win. I want to win. I want to make my desire bigger. Because I know that the pipes are fixed on Passover. So once I build a big vessel till Passover, then Passover I start fixing the, the pipes. Gadlut, 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 Gadlut. Those of you study my stuff online, you know, what is Gadlut, Gadlut? Greatness and small. Small means building the vessel. Greatness means building the fulfillment. You have to remember that. Elohim is Gadlut, is the vessel. Yudkevav Ketachigamatan is the fulfillment. So Elohim is always the cup. That's why Elohim is 86. How you say cup in, in also 86? Both show you that that's the cup. The fulfillment is Yud Kevavke. That's when you put the wine inside, it's exactly Yud Kevavke with you, and all this, I don't want to tell you to blow your mind with all the meditation here. But just to understand how important it is to build a desire, how important it is to watch the desire in the, this level, because there is desire below and there is desire above. The desire above built with the lips. They asked uh, Rabbi Kanievsky, who died last week, the head of the Torah, they call him the minister of the Torah. He died 94 years old. He was the master of the Torah ever lived in our generation. And I, I happened to meet him 30, 32 years ago. Yeah, 32 years ago, 33 years ago. I happened to meet him, and a very special man, by the way. Very, very, I mean, why I met him, why I had the merit, I don't know, but Hashem made it. And um, they keep asking him question. How do you know if the person is normal and smart? So the person studies spirituality, that's what he answered. Study spirituality and keep his mouth shut. He said, don't talk a lot. The guy was just reading. 94 years old, people come to him, the head of army from different countries to get a blessing. Not words. They give him a book, he's like a baby, look at the book, new book, to see if he know it or not. It's just a simple question. You ask him, boom, he answers. And the lesson for us, guys, when you talk, what are you talking about? There is, it becomes tradition for us to talk. These people like Rabbi Kanievsky, they don't talk. They don't go out to a bar to have a beer and talk blah, 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 blah. They want to know what will happen if two people find the talit in a synagogue and both name is Michael and it's written on the talit Michael. And he said, this is mine. And the other side, this is mine. There's a whole section on that. You should read it. Two people who found the talit and finding who is mine. You should look into it in English. Right? Two people are finding over the talit and say, who is mine? I'm not going to give you the answer. And you're going to come the answer next time on Shabbat. And they pulling the talit, who is the winner? So there is all pages of how to prove what to do about that case. All the Talmud is like this. All the Talmud is like this. What to do? What to do? What to do? What to do? What happened if a bull hit your property? What's the law about that? Well, you have to check if the bull did it once before, twice before. There's all rules. The Talmud doesn't leave nothing for imagination. Every detail is there. Every details, every question you can think about, they thought about it. It's all there. But why? Because your desire, your desire is coming from where? Now, that's the last thing I would tell you. It's coming from where you thought. That's a discovery of Ravashlag. It's not the discovery of any other rabbi, Ravashlag. Ravashlag said, your thought make the desire. Most of the rabbis who was before him used to say, desire make your thought. 
Ravashlak said cannot be, because desire is in malchut, is in the mouth. The keter is the mind. So it has to be the mind first thing, the desire want. And that was a lot of people disagree with him in the beginning. It was very tough to, this is a very profound point that he brought to this generation. He said, your mind is everything. What are you thinking about? That's what you're going to want, he said. Because when you think about it, it's now a vessel. It becomes an empty vessel. Now you want it. Now you're chasing what you thought about. But if you wouldn't think about it, you wouldn't want it. It's like a wonderful gentleman who came to see me. And he's married. And he told me, I think I found my soulmate. He's married. The guy's married. I think I found my soulmate. So, because I know him very well, and uh, his mother called me all the time, said, he's a doctor. I said, doctor, come on. I mean, you did it to me two years ago. You told me you find a soulmate. And then after three months, she's no longer your soulmate. And then you told me you find it. It was five soulmates you found. What's going on, man? I mean, what's happening here with the soulmate? And his desire is, is not good. He's thinking all the time, if he can have another girl. He doesn't want it, but he think it. And when he think it, he want it. Is, is it clear? Because it's a very profound point for Rav Ashlag. The last thing I told you is, is a little bit more deep than what I say about the mouth. Because you bring it to the mind. And when the mind think of it, you're going to desire it. So what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. Be careful. What do you think? Be careful. Be careful. You look at people who have more money than you and you're jealous. And you think, I wish I have that money. What's going to happen to your desire? You're going to desire more money. And you're going to forget your real purpose in life. You see people have more love. A couple of them have more love. You love, touch the finger. I love you, I love you. And you look, your husband is kind of dry. He's reading the sport uh, thing. What happened? Who won in the baseball? Oh my God. And he tried to impress you. You know who won? And you don't care who won. I'm really not into it. But that's your husband. He loves baseball. He want to tell you about baseball. Yeah, I just found the football. And you say, what's going on? Why are they talking to each other? And your mind. Mind starts going crazy. What happened to the desire? I want what they have. What happened? Mouth start talking negativity. Look at them. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, remember those couple that? Negative. Never. It, it's just going down. So Avash, like said, fix that. Fix that. Fix that. Don't worry about it. Fix that. So when he discovered that many rabbis went against, just to let you know, and the second thing is discover love the neighbor as themselves is the only reason we are here. That was a big mess when he said it one day. And then eventually after he died, unfortunately in his life he didn't see it. After he died, the old rabbi agreed with him. But when he was alive, he didn't have the merit to enjoy his food, to see that. that. But I heard a story two weeks ago, thank God, finally I'll start having some juicy story. Uh, I'm studying with a student now of Rambrandwan's son, and he told me a secret. Uh, uh, I'm thinking if to share it or not. I think it's okay to share it. I'm allowed to share it. It's not Lashonara, it's not. The end of the Zohar, the Sulam, what we call the Sulam, was not written by Rabbi Ashlag. That's a discovery for me. It's written by Rambrandwan. Rambrandwan used to have Rabbi Ashlag visit him every day after he died. Every day. Every day come to him. They knew about it in the end of his life. Uh, I think his granddaughter or his daughter walk in, and he was very upset. Abandon was very upset. He said, oh, my God, I don't know if he's coming back. And uh, he didn't come back. So all of what he finished the Zohar, Tikkun HaZohar, used to visit him every day and teach him. You can have it too. You can have a visitor. But what are you thinking about? That's all about what you're thinking about. Whatever you think about, that's what you're going to desire. And whatever you desire, you're going to visit 
Everybody have a visitor. Everybody. Everybody can have a visitor. You can have voices who are talking to you. Your desire is to change. Your desire is to change. You gotta want more. Isha, when a woman conceive, she will have a baby boy. When a woman, meaning with the vessel, want, it can have the light, the zahar. Male, what is male? Continuation, the light, like the light. What is a woman, a vessel to receive? I just hope this lecture find you well. I put some stuff on the thing, it's old stuff, where uh, one, one of them say how you need to behave in uh, daily. One of them say just how not to be too explosive. It's for, more for anger management. This is more for a daily life, okay? Thank you so much for coming. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you, thank you.